Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Retro Time Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Derek. And uh, Derek, today we have got a very special guest. I'm really excited. I think you're excited. You want to go ahead and, and introduce? Yeah, I am excited, man. Uh, this is someone who I'm very just like honored to have on the show, someone that I've been following for years, reading his blog, reading the work that he's done. Uh, his name's Goiko. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about how I came to kind of find out about him. So uh, I worked for about seven years in the United States government, which is very bureaucratic, very top down. You know, there were no fast procedures anywhere and they nobody was going to the users while you were building the software. Everything was requirements, documents, you know, the whole bit. At the time, I had a friend, uh, Matthew Landry. I'm going to shout him out. Um, he may, he may even listen to this show. Who knows? There you go. Um, Matt Landry. He uh, won't admit it, but he definitely does. He definitely does. He had this idea where, uh, what, if, what if we started building software in a more incremental way and we started to research different methods? We found people who were writing about this stuff, and that's kind of how I came upon Goiko. Just by having the interest and him being out there posting his stuff really... Uh, sharing his ideas on uh, concepts like impact mapping and um, among other things, and it just uh, it was it was really cool to be able to follow that. And he, you know, we keep posting and we we talk about it like in the break room, like oh man, did you read that post? It inspired me to be better, to write more tests, to do you know, um, just to build software in a better way. So I'm excited. I'm I'm pumped to have him on, Goiko. Um, Goiko, uh, writer of uh, multiple books, uh, one uh, that we may talk about a little bit today is called Human vs. Computers, conference speaker, among other things, uh, legend, may maybe to some, maybe to me, but uh, conference speaker, writer, blogger, comes on uh, really distinguished podcasts, as you now know. Yeah, um, obviously. And uh, really, thank you so much for being here, Goiko. Well, thank you very much, and, and thanks for such a nice introduction. I'm, I'm glad you liked my books and... Uh, it's always nice to hear there's a positive impact of something. Welcome to the show. And I'll say, as, as someone who is not a software engineer uh, by trade, um, I, I found humans versus computers, you know, to be a very easy read for anybody out there who is not a software engineer. It, it just, it's sort of eye-opening, the amount of ridiculous things that can happen because <laughs> humans just make assumptions or, or you know, um, don't even think about what they're doing or most like the theme of the book is not testing things. Right. So anyway, um, yeah, welcome to the show. We're, we're super happy to have you here and, and we're excited to chat today. Lovely to be here. So we were talking a little bit about, um, some of the crazy things that happen when software isn't done quote unquote correctly. There's a, there's a way to kind of say this. I don't know. I can't really say it eloquently. Is there a way that maybe you could, uh, kind of describe where we're at in software where we may be reaching? I, I think we are kind of very close to reaching peak software shit. I think um, <laughs> we, we are getting weirder and weirder things caused by bugs. And mm -hmm. maybe five, ten years ago, uh, if there was a nasty software bug, you would be angry at your computer or your phone because you can't access your email or uh, things like that. Now we're getting software bugs that are locking people out of their homes because... They've been stupid enough to install a smart lock and the Wi-Fi has gone unreliable and all of a the sudden they can no longer go back home. Or I've kind of recently read about, yesterday, read about this um, software bug in, in Arizona Department of Corrections system that's keeping hundreds of people in prisons beyond their kind of due release dates. And 
we, we, we are, you know, impacting as, as software developers, as product managers, as, as UX people, we are impacting horribly people's lives now when we make mistakes. We're no longer at the point where, you know, it's a, it's a small thing that happened. Only uh, a few weeks ago, the uh, British Central Bank announced that they have to postpone introducing negative interest rates. They wanted to introduce negative interest rates because of this kind of whole corona situation. And for some, I don't know, unexplainable reason to me, I'm not an economist, negative <laughs> rates are going to boost the economy somehow. Yeah, don't um, ask us. We build software. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. But basically, you know, they, 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 they've been told by uh, the, the retail banks that... That's not going to happen because the software is not ready to accept negative interest oh, rates. Yeah, so we, we're getting to a point where, you know, a government institution is not able to govern effectively in a, in a time of a crisis because somebody made a stupid design mistake. And negative rates, okay, they're not unheard of. It's, it's not something that's totally unknown and unexpected. Occasionally, there are negative rates. I've, I've read recently that uh, in, in Denmark, they've had these mortgages where uh, you, you actually have to pay back less money than you took in 10 years' time uh, because the rate is negative. Um, so, it, you know, Japan is doing negative rates, but for some reason, whoever was designing all this banking software just decided to ignore that as a possibility. Oh, yeah. I guess, uh, like, the negative number calculation turn returns like not a number or something probably right right um that's insane i can't even believe that that like affects the world well you know you mentioned a couple of examples and in your in your book uh you do mention a few that are sort of humorous at first but could probably like the guy who uh he changed his license plate to no plate <laughs> and so when the cops would enter in a ticket for somebody who didn't have a license plate they would write no plate and this guy started getting what, like 2,000 tickets or something right. a month. And so he went to court or something, and then they, they changed it to missing or something. And, and now whoever had missing plate <laughs> is probably going to get the ticket. But, you know, it's sort of a pain in the butt. But then there are deadly uh, software bugs, like the 737 Max, for instance. I mean, those planes crash because of the software bugs. So, yeah, you're right. These things are, are insane and um, all because somebody didn't test, didn't didn't check their work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, and, you know, know to, to make to make your your uh, kind of the, the example you started mentioning even crazier. I mean, the, the example you mentioned was uh, from uh, L.A., I think, where mm -hmm, yeah. um, the, the uh, a guy called Robert Barber went to um, get custom license plates and he he was obsessed with i think sailing so he wanted voting oh, right. on sailing and the the form he was filling in he, he genuinely did not want anything else but the form mm -hmm. he was filling in required him to put in three options so as a third option he actually put in no <laughs> plates as in don't give me plates right don't give me custom plates if you know if, if you can't give me one of these two options and he got plates for no plates which right oh right so it was an accident it wasn't even on purpose ended up yeah. ended up matching ended up matching you know these things and and, and there's even you know there's uh, like things like that happen uh so th there was a guy in a place called I so I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly even Westchester or something like that, mm -hmm. yeah, where he he wanted you know he intentionally got a license plate called unknown, uh -huh. and you know ended up getting thousands of, of parking tickets basically because the <laughs> software for for parking monitoring wasn't allowing people to 
odd unknown ticket and and yes yeah, so it's just kind of we're getting into these things where um as you said they, they start out funny but they can end up with yeah. horrible 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 uh consequences so i don't know if this is true this may be an urban myth but i read on it was reddit or something where somebody was talking about changing their license plate to like whatever simple code it would be for like drop table or something like that. So like when the cameras would <laughs> take a picture of their license I mean, plate, it would delete the table. <laughs> it's it's not. Is that true? I be, hope that's, that's true. It's probably a pretty not sophisticated true, attack, man. I don't know if that is true or not, but there, there was a case uh, in England where uh, some joker registered a company with uh, like a SQL injection in the name. Uh, oh, wow. And oh, uh, the, the company's house, the official company register in the UK was perfectly fine with that because some sensible people developed their software. Uh-huh. But what tends to happen is that data gets scra- scraped and, and used by lots and lots oh, of other right. things. And, and these things started crashing and people were complaining about that so much that kind of the, the, the company's house actually had a special page for this company with wow. uh, kind of uh, hiding their name. And I think uh, at the end, let me just dig it up. He, the the, yeah, the yeah, person yeah. had to change the company name and well, let me see how it's called now. Uh, the UK company's house. Yeah, so it was like drop table companies, LTD. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, they were forced to they were forced to change the name uh and, no so the name sorry the name was actually a script script uh, injection <laughs> with the https and the company name is now officially that company name whose name used to contain html script type <laughs> I want to know what that company does. What does that company that's even awesome. do? I, I guess it it's software. Matter. I guess the software house. You know, we can oh, we can yeah, okay. we can oh, it up very easily. And um, it's yeah. So they, they, <laughs> and you know they, there are there are nice pranks like this that that can happen. Uh, but there's also like horrible things that can happen when when mm. uh, you know software runs amok. And I think we're getting into the situation where that's becoming more and more uh, connected to everybody's lives. Um, and and software runs everything now. You know, software is is uh, so instrumental to pretty much everything we do today. Especially you know now with, with Corona and lockdown and nobody flying anymore. Everything is happening over software, and and stupid yeah. software bugs are are going to have horrible impacts on 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 people's lives. And I I don't know what the solution is because you know we we mm-hmm. as an industry uh, people have been trying to make software developers more responsible for their actions and and there was somebody actually going to prison for the uh whole volkswagen thing in um right i think a software developer actually went to prison there not not you know his boss and his boss's boss's boss but a software developer went to prison there i i I don't want to go into something like that as a solution because well, that did, you know, the crazy thing about that, that I, I have such a hard time believing that software engineer came up with this scheme to uh, adjust the, the output or the ratings or whatever. I mean, that was clearly somebody up in upper level management came down yeah. and, uh, you know, or somebody who was incentivized in the wrong way. Derek and I, we've talked about this in the past. Incentivizing actions always have some kind of alternate um, uh, outcome than what we expected. Right. And I'm sure it was tied to bonuses and it was probably some financial incentive that this person, this manager, I'm sure, had somebody do it. And maybe he went down and maybe it was under the table and and the the developers were kind of scheming together. But I have a very hard time believing that developer on his own came up with this. Well, I mean, you know, 
are kind of so it is difficult to judge who came up with that but you know mm -hmm. there the, the, have been attempts uh, for example in in the British Computing Society there have been attempts to create like a, a chartered profession out of yeah. software so yeah. like Doc an architect, lawyers, doctors. architect yeah. lawyers doctors and things like that and you know you, you can if you told that same story uh, and put, say, a, um, an architect where somebody said, no, you know, make the foundation work really well when, when the inspectors are in, but then don't worry about that later. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, anybody could do it. You can yeah. learn, teach yourself how to do it, right? You know, that, but yeah. at the same time, so that I think that the reason why all these attempts, and, and that's not the only attempt to kind of make it into a chartered profession and, and, and legislate it, why these things failed is there's still a, a shit ton more uh, kind of demand for programming than there is supply. Right. And right. Th th there's still so much demand to kind of build up these things that, you know, we, we, we th there's very little, you said, you know, you mentioned incentives. There's actually very little incentive to do something properly about the whole thing. Right. We're uh, all incentivized to deliver on time and you know, deliver under budget, um, you know, and of course what happens, people to meet those deadlines and to go under budget, they end up cutting corners. They don't test as well as they should, or they test yeah. one case and not edge cases. You know, I think also too, there's probably some instances where something so crazy, so outlandish um, that it can't necessarily be tested. But, you know, in the case of like the 737 Max, deadly consequences, there, there's to me at least criminal activity that happened they they hid things from airlines they did certain things that that i think criminally what's the right word i don't know criminally damning i guess you know yeah yeah I, you know and, and, yeah. and again something like this it could be a design oversight or it could be somebody trying to cut mm -hmm. corners uh the, the on the other hand you have cases where you know, people have lost lives because of like horribly stupid oversights. Uh, there's this famous case in the U.S. of uh, this um, system called Midas okay. uh, in, in Michigan. Yes, so uh, yep. there, there was uh, this Michigan unemployment uh, something. I'm, I'm not really sure what the acronym is, but basically uh, it it. it um, kind of had this bug calculating wrongly how much people were supposed to kind of pay or, or how much they, they are owed in, in federal returns or something like that. People who are on income support, they, they, they are not uh, able to defend themselves against this Kafkaesque mm -hmm. bureaucratic system that starts sending them right. bills. And, they, you know, there they, they were recorded cases where... Um, kind of, there were suicides as a result of getting, say, you know, a $50,000 bill to, to yeah. repay wrongly. And this this also happened yeah, with Robinhood recently, that, that one kid, younger guy, he, he thought he lost $700,000 on shorts or something, right? And it turned out he actually made 700000 but the UI was built such a way that he, he inferred, you know, um, oh, no, I lost a million dollars and he, you know, committed suicide. And they're yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so that, that's a brilliant example. And you have, so you have, you know, you have this UI issue where somebody committed suicide mm -hmm. over it. And th that's not illegal in, in a sense, you know, you've mentioned 737 or, or, you know, Volkswagen cheating. So there's nothing plainly illegal there, but it, it's just yeah. wrong. It, it, we know it's wrong. Right. And, yeah. you know, whether that's one of these dark patterns that you see when going to booking.com and they, they, they try to kind of force you to book a hotel you don't want to book. Up to the point where, you know, they're getting you to think that you're losing money, so you have to risk even more shorting different things, 
There's a line somewhere there, but it's, it's difficult to draw it. And, and I think that's partially why it's very difficult to know um, when this is going to stop. But I really am afraid that we're going to get into some, you know, horrible thing that is going to cause a, a, a kind of a global effect due to a stupid software bug. I mean, the, the, just looking at, say, the, you know, the, the stock exchange, You, you uh, we had... A case in April uh, last year where the price of oil on the commodities exchange, uh, I think in Chicago, went negative for a couple of hours. And a bunch of funds that were trading, uh, their software just couldn't recognize negative prices. Don't hold me to this. I don't know the exact numbers, but um, there's uh, a hedge fund that made... I think about $250 million in, in uh, a space of, you know, 40 minutes, just pulling money from all these head, all these other softwares that were trading automatically. They didn't know how to handle a negative oil price because nobody yeah. ever thought that you could get a negative oil <laughs> price. And so everything is so, so stupidly connected mm-hmm. these days that, you know, a bug in one thing propagates to a bug in another thing, propagates to a, a third thing and just causes this, you know, you mentioned the butterfly effect earlier when we uh-huh. talked about. And yeah, it's just insane how, how I, I think, you know, from a systems thinking perspective, Nobody really knows what the effect of anything is going to be anymore. It's funny. It's almost like we don't realize that software is infrastructure itself. It's that thing. It's the roads. It's the sidewalks. If if the like we used we so we grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. And no offense if anybody's <laughs> from New Orleans listening to the show, but the roads oh, are man. terrible. I'm talking like, potholes everywhere. Roads they go off in two feet deep. If a car hits a pothole, re- veers off the side of the road, takes out a person, that's your infrastructure. You didn't invest time and testing and validation and maintenance into the thing. So it's kind of like, maybe you didn't drive the car, but it seems like we're building up so many of those layers of things that, you know, could potentially go wrong in the chain, which is what Koiko is kind of saying here, where if we reach that peak level, then one could trigger and it could just be a domino effect. And you know that you you've kind of uh, um, reminded me uh, now of uh, kind of Amazon S3 going down. Uh, when was it? I think a year, year and a half ago, or something like that. And as so many of these uh, Internet of Shit devices are, are connecting to AWS <laughs> Cloud now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, a bunch of them got, got just, you know, pe- people got locked out of their yeah. houses because S3 was down. And now, you know, go, go and explain to somebody w- what is US East 1 in, in, you know, in the Amazon cloud and what is S3 and why they cannot go into their house anymore. Yeah, they don't care. They just know why they, my thing broke. I can't get in, right? Uh, someone sold me on this being the future and, and here I am locked out because I didn't hide a key under my rock or something. And it's so, so funny, you know, because so much stuff now depends on Amazon. Uh uh, the, the the half of the internet basically crashes once S3 doesn't work. Uh, you know, Reddit crashed, uh, and and uh, one of these pothole events is probably going to be just you know something at Amazon or something at Google going down for for half an hour, 
and then a nuclear submarine, you know, nuclear deterrent submarine realizing that they're no longer getting the signal they were supposed to get because fucking STD. <laughs> it's a nuclear war. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting. This is totally off topic, but I was listening to this conspiracy podcast the other day about uh, some Russian radio station that's like, it, it just like series of beeps and they think it's like this um, number, it's a number station, that a dead dead man device or something like that. If uh, you stop getting the, the signal for some reason, the, they'll, they'll launch the nuclear codes. But I, I thought of that like, oh my God, what if this thing is, you know, someone re- built a bug into this thing and, and it could start a nuclear war. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so important to be cognizant of this stuff that the things we use aren't built by, you know, there's no Hippocratic oath for software. Right. We don't sign something before we start writing like, I promise to only write good right. software with ex- excellent tests, integration tests. And like, we don't write So this that. reminds so, me of a quote you know. from you, I think, Goiko. I saw this on either a blog post on your site or, or someone or maybe one of your books. But automation helps to get things done faster, not better. Right. So to the example of the potholes and all these, you, you build, uh, you know, a, a street with a bunch of potholes and people start going faster. That's <laughs> going to end in disaster. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you a minute ago, you mentioned you don't have a solution for this. Um, and I, I just wonder, maybe the solution is to just slow down. <laughs> you know, we've we've tied our um, our processes to profit and the money and things like that. And obviously we need to make money. I'm not saying we, we shouldn't be doing this for no money. But, you know, the, this focus on speed and delivering quickly, you know, I think if we just took a step back and said, let's just test all these scenarios, especially in something that could be critical, like an airplane or uh, the criminal justice system or, or financial markets and things like that. I don't know. Maybe that's a first step. It might not be a solution, but a first step. Well, I, I guess, you know, it could. The problem there is is there's this whole, you know, everything is getting faster and, and, and it's faster and getting faster. The acceleration is accelerating. But the, the other thing is, we do have knowledge how to build software to, you know, shoot a robot onto a rock. <laughs> yeah, kind amazing of, you know, do, right? uh, spinning around the sun millions of, of kilometers away. But for some reason, we can't do software that uh, <laughs> releases people from prison when they're supposed to be released. And I think there's a lot of sloppiness. You, you, you're right there. Uh, there's a lot of bad understanding of what we even need to do. It's, it's not just testing for it, it's understanding that, you know, that there is this need that needs to be kind of tested for in the first place and, and built for in the first place. And mm-hmm. somebody needs to be smart enough to realize that, yes, we do need negative interest rates and, and build it in on time. Um, and, and that's part of, I guess, the whole challenge of everything moving all the time. I, I've, um, I, I've heard of a metaphor comparing the software industry now to cathedral building in, in the Middle Ages, where the, the math was kind of understood a bit about material resilience and, and, and static and how you build kind of large buildings, because they had a couple of examples, but it wasn't really foolproof. There wasn't total science behind it. It was, a, a lot of it was craft-oriented and you know, knowledge passed from one master to another and hidden secrets mm-hmm. and things like that. And and. Quite a few times they'd build a cathedral or, or something like that halfway and then it would fall down or uh, they would try to build one. There was one example uh, in England I read about where as they started building it, because these were long processes and it took more than 100 years to kind of build it from, from start to finish, 
there were fundamental shifts in the building technology twice and they decided to kind of tear it down and build it with new technology rather than building it build rather than keeping yeah. to build it with the old technology that, that, you know that, 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 there are lots of parallels to, to, yeah, to yeah. maybe we're just as an industry too young yet to to start introducing these things you know yes That's doctors take a point. hippocratic oath and things like that but it took probably thousands of years of which doctors killing people to get to that point <laughs> Right. That's a really great Man. point. People have been doing this. You're right. For God, since humans have been around, we've had someone. Yeah, take this mushroom. You know, right. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do this dance around this rock and, and uh, eat this mushroom. Oh, um, but, uh, you know, there's also this this drive in the UX field and the design field um, to do a similar thing where like a license kind of. Uh, uh, you need a license to do it. And and the interesting thing is it, it is sort of easy to pick up, but it's very difficult to master. You can read a book and you can start, you could say hello world and you can, or you can design a thing really fast uh, with, you know, get the latest design software or something. But to understand the fundamentals takes a lot of practice and maybe you don't need a degree, but you need a lot of time and a lot of, uh, a lot of hours spent. To, to really get it. And, you know, I, I don't know. To me, it's it's like one of those things where, uh, you know, like for me, I guess, uh, as a UX designer, I always think of like, wh- what what am I doing to make someone's life better? And this is something that a guy named Jared Spool, uh, who's like kind of a UX guru, he's been doing this like as long as Nielsen Norman and, and those guys. But uh, the question is, how, how are, is what we're building making someone's life better? And I think about the 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 example that you gave where the, the people were stuck in jail i don't think anyone's asking that question right it, this this piece of software to help them it's it's to get you know make someone's life better it's it's you know they're you're sure they were criminals but we believe in you know rehabilitation and and serving your time and and coming out as a free person i don't think anyone's asking those questions you know and i think in the terms of the mars rover we care about that and so we make sure we got you know double triple, quadruple uh, redundant systems so that if something fails, uh, there's a backup. But when it comes to letting people out of prison, I don't think anyone gives a damn, to be honest. Well, I mean, you, you know, probably... I, I, I think that you're onto something there. And, you know, a lot of, many of these systems that ended up with horrible consequences are systems that were built to officially serve uh, underprivileged people, like people on, mm-hmm. on uh, welfare or... Um, you know, people in prisons and things like that. And, and there's very kind of a little, it seems to me that there's um, very little care going into these things and, and that, you know, the system is, is fighting you almost. But at the same time, you know, there were, uh, there were cases um, in, in California, there, there was some case uh, a while ago where uh, something like 2016, for example, there was a guy called Stephen Wright. He was already in prison, and then they were going to kind of put him on trial for something else uh, because, yeah, he was multitasking, I guess, when when doing criminal shit. And um, so they brought him from prison to, to the courthouse and basically entered this other case against him into the system and then sent him back to prison and the software basically said he's free to go because the software oh, wow. wasn't built to support multiple concurrent trials at the same time. Oh, wow. So it, it, it recognized kind of the second thing as well. You know, this guy is, is now done, done his thing. Um, That's so it's like the opposite of that, right? Letting people out too soon. 
Um, you know, I guess I'm just thinking, you know, you, we're trying to think. I, I, we're not going to come up with a solution right now, obviously. But, you know, just ways how I, I guess it's it's that idea, like you mentioned, about about automation helps things go faster, not better. There's a human on the other end, which is sort of frightening because we're, you know, we're at, you, as you said, peak software shit. And we're just getting to the point where AI is going to start taking over more and more and more self-driving cars. And, you know, and we've then, seen, you know, we've seen Tesla. Denied, you're going to get denied for, you're going to get denied yeah. for, you know, your your driver's license or something like that. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, and things I, like that, things like that are already happening. I was reading about, and I wrote about this in the book. I was reading about these two sisters uh, somewhere in the U.S. Um, trying to remember where it was. I can, I can. I mean, it's in the book, so people can pull yeah, it out yeah. if they want. But they've kind of reached, you know, 16, uh, and I think in the U.S. it's completely illegal to be a pedestrian after you're 16. Um, so you have to, <laughs> you know, go and get your driver's license. And they, <clears throat> as they went to start taking the test, the the computer basically was rejecting one of their applications all the time. So one sister got rejected first, and then when the lady behind the, the counter kind of entered her, then the second sister got rejected, and this kept going on and on and on until a phone rang, and, and this lady basically picked up, and somebody from the FBI was calling her because she triggered some kind of AI anti, anti-terrorist alert or something like that. Oh, jeez. It ended up basically that... Um, because these these two kids were twins um the, oh. the, the they were oh, so right. similar that software was that. Uh, recognizing the same person the trying to get the driver's license under two oh, different wow. names and that then triggered something else that then triggered something else that triggered this kind of anti anti-terrorist system uh, it's just t- totally yeah. insane um yeah it's frightening <laughs> it's frightening yeah. to me so look if anybody listening to this right now if you're going to take away anything from this podcast, these stories, first of all, read the books, read the book. That's the first thing. Pick it up. Amazon. Next thing is like, just this is, this is something that we're going to be living with for a while, you know, forever, forever, probably until until, the, the, until the uh, solar flare knocks everything off. Yeah. I mean, even now though, like, (laughs) like arrows, law profession, uh, medical profession, they're not perfect, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And it's not just because of software, so it's going to be with us for a while. There was another topic. I know we've uh, we've taken and, and really been gifted a lot of your time today, and it's been awesome talking to you. I did want to ask you one more thing because it's something you were we were kind of chatting about before the show, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. It was uh, around the state of the industry and your take on kind of where we are, sort of what age we're in, essentially. So I, I think yeah we were you know one of the uh, things we were we were chatting before the recording was this whole cyclic thing and 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 what's retro what's not retro and I think we are, we are getting um, uh, into a cycle where you know we've had these client server apps I, I started developing software with client server apps and and you know the, the, the desktop apps that were distributed on on floppy disks and then. They started getting connected to networks and we had client server apps, but I kind of missed the stage before the PC. I, I really started with, with PCs. Um, my, my, my first uh, development efforts were trying to get Commodore 64 to, to produce weird sounds. Um, <laughs> but um, after that, you know, we, st- we, we started getting these networks and then client server software, and then we got this kind of web and, you know, three tier software and, and who knows how many tier software and GraphQLs and, 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 and shit. <laughs> and, uh, 
But but I think what, what what we're kind of cyclically getting back to is really the age of the mainframe, and and that's a, an interesting thing to consider for me at least, because we now really have AWS and 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 uh, Google Cloud and Azure that everybody's doing timeshare on, and um, we are especially kind of the the two products I've built recently are very heavily dependent on serverless deployment because that's an amazing way for me not to have to worry about operations and things like that. And we ended up um, in a way going back to, you know, people renting CPU cycles from IBM. It's just that IBM was too stupid to see this and and they were (laughs) too busy doing, you know, services or whatever they were doing. And it's, it's, it's incredible that Amazon kind of um, stole this opportunity from them. Um, you know, yeah. if, if you look at this from a perspective of, what, 10, 10 years ago? Uh, well, no, yeah, okay, how, not 10, but 15. How did an online bookseller 15, take over IBM? 15 right? years know, right? ago, you would say, like, but, the, you know, what do books have to do with yeah. uh, running software efficiently or, or things like that? And, and yeah, it's it's we, we are going back to... You know, renting um, renting CPU cycles. I remember talking uh, wh- while I was still working as a consultant with people who were running wealth management for a very large bank, uh, where you know they 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 had these IBM monsters managing trillions of dollars, and and if you'd run into like um, the the key thing why they was kind of proud with with running on IBM was. If you have all this commodity hardware and you need more capacity, then you need to go through budgeting, go through purchasing, install stuff. If you need more power with IBM, you just call IBM and they magically activate more kind of power because the the computer they installed in the bank was already kind of uh, set up to to give them more capacity. They were just they're effectively paying IBM for time in in. The activating processors, in a sense, and yeah, you know, IBM knew how to deal with these people and was smart enough to install a machine that probably kind of has a lot more capacity than what they, they were using, so they could just activate more capacity if necessary. And yeah, that's, that's some, you know, that, that's that's basically AWS. Um, I had I'm, I'm building this tool now. Um, I, I'm 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 having like a blast building it. It's designed for. Uh, techies to create videos. I, I had this um, problem doing promotional videos for a completely different tool I built. And uh, it usually takes me or took me, I don't know, three or four hours to do five minutes of good video content. And I was really annoyed by that. It was mostly me trying to record and re-record my voice and making stupid mistakes and going back to it and then trying to fiddle around with audio and video synchronization. So I... Um, I, I got so annoyed with that that I started automating it. And, you know, first there were shell scripts, then there were some other things. And then I discovered this whole uh, area of AI where, they, you know, AI can now generate human sounding voices. AI can do English better than I can. You're, you're native English speakers, so... You know, you, you can probably beat AI, but I can't. I have this, you know, I don't bond, know. sometimes it depends. Bond, How much coffee I've had. Bond villain <laughs> accent where somebody joked that, you know, whenever they speak to me on the phone, they kind of expect Liam Neeson to be on the other end. <laughs> so uh, 
You should try the Lee. Yeah. So, I'd love to hear the Goico uh, Liam Neeson impression. And, and um, so, so I started automating this, and I've actually built a product for people that you can, you know, type up in, in Markdown what you want the video to say and then include assets and things like that, and you get the video as a result. And um, nice. I was, um, I, so, so I think, you know, started kind of building that and we got into this thing where um, a, uh, um, a person in, in Russia who's involved with their educational market or educational institutions really liked it for some reason and, you know, uh, did a nice YouTube video about it and all of a sudden our usage spiked like crazy. And wow. if I was running that on, on my own hardware or if I was running that on Heroku or some, you know, virtual machines I've rented, I would have been in trouble. But because it was all, you know, rent CPU cycles from Amazon and it all scales on demand when you need the demand, actually went amazing. And you can see the spike, you know, for, I think they had this... I, I was trying to understand using Google Translate what, what they actually did, but I think they, they had this meeting of online teachers or whatever, you know, everybody's teaching online during Corona and they kind of, they gave them a bit of homework to go into my tool and, and make an example. And oh, it's a so big cool. country, lots of, lots of, you know, teachers. So yeah. stuff like that is amazing when, 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 you know, you have this scalable machine behind you to um, just handle the demand. And yeah. um, at the same time, you know, we, we I, I think everything is a bit cyclic and, you know, in a few years we'll end up with people complaining how um, this is too expensive and too difficult to work with. And, you know, maybe we'll get the next PC revolution in some other way of, you know, we, not, yeah. us not being able to predict and then go back to client server software and people <laughs> <Yeah>. talking <laughs> On something a little <laughs> bit bigger than uh, floppy disks, though. Something a little bit larger. Than that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I think, like, for me, that my biggest takeaway from this conversation and from reading your books and, and things like that, it, it's maybe there's no solution or, or you know, magic, magic uh, thing to flip and change. It, it might just be to just have a better understanding of the power that we could potentially wield as software teams. You know, the, the decisions that we make, big or small, have large implications later or could. And we just really need to understand the edge cases, the things that, you know, it's everything is not happy path. You know, I think that's my biggest takeaway. From this conversation. I, I, I agree. And, you know, we, we've had like um, I'm not going to say that's a solved problem because it's not a solved problem. But in, in, in engineering, you know, there are techniques to deal with that. Uh, I, I, I kind of, I love English for its kind of peculiar phrases that get coined. And, and when you look at the kind of components of that, you understand they have a kind of wonderfully, maybe different meaning. And, and there's this kind of term fail safe, which, you know, means something completely, well, not, not necessarily completely different from the components, but failing in a safe way is actually right. one of the key principles of good industrial design. You know, sure. we've known this for, for a long time. You don't, we know that machines can fail, but when they fail, they shouldn't necessarily kill people. And, you know, sure. and, and Not people... Not necessarily. No, well, you know, <laughs> Unless it's the way they were designed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, and, and, you know, pe people put in fail safes in the design. You, you know, you have... Yes. You, we need to think about failure modes and know up front that we can't pre prevent all failure. 
but we need to make, I think that's the first step, as you said, being aware of the potential dangers. And the other thing is to actually design the stuff to, when it fails, fail in a safe way, um, rather than causing crazy stuff that gets into the news. And, you know, th th there are lots of um, industries that are doing that already. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly sure that, you know, that small problems do happen on airplanes, but not every small problem leads to an airplane crashing completely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Just this week, uh, United Airlines, that engine blew up. Yeah, yeah. In so flight. That, 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 right. Nobody, everyone's fine. Magically, yeah. somehow. Um, you know, even people that the house where the, the, the giant engine cow landed on, they, they were okay. Uh, that could end it badly. But yeah, I mean, you know, in that case, yeah, something went right there, right? It did sort mm -hmm. of fail safely, I guess, if... It, you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't get into a situation where you know somebody trading uh, from their their kind of parents' basement in London causes some AI software to get confused by you know by in, in in U.S. hedge funds and causes like the flash crash that happened on the U.S. exchange where I don't know yeah. trillions of dollars changed hands in in a few insane. hours or something like that. Yeah. Just totally insane, you know, and and that's not a failsafe. That that is. Yeah. That is insane. Um, and we, we need especially things that are designed to work autonomous or, or completely automated. And you're right. We, we just, you know, if you put garbage in, you just get a very, very quick garbage in, garbage out queue and, and more garbage. You just and get faster garbage. Faster <laughs> yeah. garbage. And, 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 and that's the garbage the increases thing. in speed. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and then, you know, you, you get like a, all of a sudden you, you have a dumpster fire and you never really thought about yeah. that. Then you, got, even, then you got 2020. And look, you know, so, <laughs> right. Um, right. So we had you for about an hour. We're coming up on time. Quick. We had uh, a couple of things that we were hoping to do. If you have time. So we have uh, a couple of things. First, before we hop into this next thing, um, I had an idea, Derek. Uh, Retro Time X Goiko stickers. Peak software shit. Okay. <laughs> We'll do it. Yes. We'll design some stickers and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get do, a, we'll, we'll send get you a, some <laughs> a cartoon Goiko yeah. in there, or we'll use one of the images you have. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something we'll out. We'll get it fully, approved, fully Goiko. And then if, if they sell really well, maybe we can do T-shirts. Excellent. Um, Excellent. All right, I'm, so I'm we'll think about that. Looking forward to that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we uh, uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, licensing deal with Goiko. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So the other thing that we want to do, we have this thing we call it this or that, and we just ask you a bunch of questions, this or that, just so our our listeners can kind of get a. You know, get a sense. Who's who's Goiko? What is Goiko like? Uh, does he prefer this or that? Uh, so we're going to ask you, I'm going to set a timer for just a few minutes. And I don't want you to think about it. I want you to just really fast. Top you know. Okay. okay. Light it up. All right. Okay. Um, are you ready? Uh, yep. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, first up, uh, we're going to get real simple. Start off real simple. Dog or cat? Neither. Neither. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> phone call or text message? Phone call. All right. iPhone or Android? iPhone. 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 All right. Mac or PC? I guess I know the answer. A Mac. All right. Uh, would you rather use IDE or Notepad when you code? Uh, ooh, that's an interesting question. So uh, I use Vim, but kind of I, so that, that 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 makes me not Notepad, I guess, in that case. But uh, yeah, a little bit in the middle. Uh, a little bit in the middle. All right. Vim, uh, Vim. So I got next question is really ID Visual Studio or IntelliJ? Uh, Vim. All right. Vim. Vim. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Former function. Function. All right. High tech or low tech? Uh, definitely high tech. All right. American <laughs> football or real football? 
so I'm I'm the black sheep in my family. <laughs> I don't follow any sports, and, and everybody's okay. gonna hold my case. I'm, I'm so that, that's, that's, kind of, that's, that's a none of the above as well. Yeah. Yeah. I watch the Saints if they're in the Super Bowl. That's about it. All right. Um, <laughs> Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Trek, definitely. Yeah, Derek, my guy. My All, right. All right. You can uh, come back on the show anytime, but come. <laughs> All right. Correct Love answer. or money? Probably money. Money. Oh, at least he's honest. I love it. All right. Uh, work the hard best part about hard. that question is, is this listening to people uh, wait uh, <laughs> and pause while they think. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. Money. Um, uh, love or money? Oh, yes. So, so, right. Sorry. Work, work, hard to play. Uh, work hard to play hard. So nice to do it twice. I'm, I'm probably more in the in the work hard area most of the time. Right. I, I do like to play go. hard, but that that's, um, yeah, work hard for me. All right. Uh, whiteboard or chalkboard? Whiteboard. All right. Um, let's see. This is an important one. Uh, toilet paper over or under? Ooh. Uh, I'm missing out on something. So uh, under, I guess. Yeah. Under? Uh, under. We'll have to oh. teach him, Derek. That's all right. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay. We'll get to it. Uh, let's see. We're getting up on time. Here. A couple more. Um, let's see. All right. Uh, Tesla or horse? <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, I'm I'm now now you know now, now I have a really weird picture of me actually riding the person Tesla. But, giddy up! You can't tell you can't tell Tesla to giddy I, up. If okay. I could do that, then yes, like you know. That, that's all right. Tesla. Giddy up. All right. Tesla with the giddy up uh, feature. Tesla with right. giddy up. That, I don't know if I can top that one. I think we're just gonna end it there. All right. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So uh, oh before you get out of here, uh, Goiko, is there anything else you want to promote? What's next for Goiko? You got any anything coming no, up? No, I, wanna... I don't have any special stuff to promote. It's just kind of, you know, right. I, I, if, if people that are listening to you are interested in, in automating their videos, um, I, yeah, I, I can I can plug my tool that I'm working on. Yeah, at the go moment. ahead. Please do. Plug it away. Called, and we'll put called, it in the show notes too. Yeah, it's Link called Narrowkit. It's like Parakeet with an N for narration. So, uh, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It gets you kind of. So, yeah, ch- ch- check it out. Uh, it gives you version controlled automated videos. All right. Well, great. Well, that's um, that's everything I've got. Uh, Derek, you want to? I just, uh, I just want to say thanks, man. This has been so much fun chilling yeah, with you. And, <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for for kind of uh, wanting to do this. I I had a lot of fun speaking oh, to we you. Had, so we much. had fun as well. Well, thank you again. All right. So everybody, uh, check us out on retrotimepodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Tell a friend. Leave a five-star review, and Derek will write you a song. Um, and uh, don't we'll forget get stickers, stickers. 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 Yeah. There we go. We got stickers. We're going to have uh, our peak, peak uh, what, it, what did we peak say? Software peak shit. software shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> all right. That's all I got, Derek. I'm done. All right. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> all right. Correct Love answer. or money? Probably money. Money. Oh, at least he's honest. I love it. All right.